Hey, God's beautiful creation, people. Um, so, I just want to go ahead and jump right on in. I know I sound kind of like chipper, sleepy, all the above. I really am, but it's okay. I love you guys. Um, so, the next part of this recipe series is the rise top. And you're like, rise top? Well, you might be thinking it. I don't know. Um, but anyhow... Um, I look at the rice time, you know, the prep is kind of like how we have this issue and that issue. And the cook time is our heat and our stress and our trials and tribulations. Well, one of the scriptures that's going to lead us from our cook time to our rice time. Because rice time, if you're making bread, that means that it's expanding, that it's getting bigger or or that it's rising. You know, it's going to go from flat to nice and puffy. Well... This is what I feel that God has given me for for this. Um, our first scripture, because I kind of have a few today, guys. Um, 1 Corinthians 10, 13. No temptation has come upon you except what is common to humanity, but God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you were able, but with temptation, he will also provide a way out so that you may be able to bear it. So, what I got out of this, and I hope, you know, as humans, we're going to be tempted. And we're going to go through things that are hard. And I mean, like, really, really hard stuff. But the things that we go through and the things that we are tempted with, there's never going to not be a way out. Sometimes it's going to take a while for that way out to show up or to be clear enough for us to know that that is the way out from whatever temptation or trial that we are stuck in. But everything we go through, there's always going to be a way out. Um, and something on, on a way out, I'm going to jump down here. We're going to jump scriptures because that's, that's what we got to do. So in Psalms 34, 17... The righteous cry out, the Lord hears and rescues them from all of their troubles. The Lord is near the brokenhearted. He saves those crushed in spirit. So, He hears our cries, you guys. So, all these ways out, sometimes it's as simple as crying out to Him. He hears our cries. We're scared to ask for help. Um, And I'll be the first to admit, I hate hate asking for help and I'm still learning to this day this is something I've always struggled with is to ask for help but he told me he says look you want these people to come and reach and cry out to me then you got to do it too and I said okay hoss okay boss so you know he I'm telling you when when he gives me these things to share with you guys he tears me up in the process and I'm okay with that because if not I don't know where I would be Um, but you know, when it's okay to cry out, if you're crying out in faith because you don't know what else to do, or if that's the only thing you do know to do, do it, do it because he stays near to those that feel broken and crushed. Like he saves our spirits. He can uncrush broken spirits. He can, uh, he can uncrush what seems like a broken life. He can uncrush all of those things because he is a faithful God. So anything that he puts us through, he is going to provide a way out. 
it may not be in an immediate way out that's for sure you know we might get into something and we're like oh no man let me out let let me out at the next stop but you know what god may decide that your your way out ain't for another four or five stops so during those different stops while you're waiting to get to your stop to get out that's when you got to call on him you got to rely on him because he don't change we change as humans we have these things and we change so that's that's where we got to call out to him because he's going to be the only one to uncrush those things he's going to be the one he knows we need help he knows we do but we got to be willing to ask him because when we are stuck in these temptations and we cry out to him he pulls us out of those things and I like to use the phrase, he pulls us up. He lifts us up like a rise. He rises us up out of that temptation, out of that trial, out of that test, off of that mountain. So he rises us up that way. Um, in Ezekiel 43:5, the spirit lifted me up and brought me to his inner court. And the glory of the Lord filled the temple. So, guys, <laughs> he lifts us up and i did my research i did a little bit the inner court i wasn't sure what that entailed it's like his home a relationship so all the things that we feel we are stuck in he can lift us up in to see his glory into his home into a relationship with us so he lifts us up to that he rises us up to that um in first samuel Chapter 2, verses 4 to 9, we have, hold on, you guys. The bows of the warriors are broken, but the feeble are clothed with strength. Those who are full hire themselves out for food, but those who are starving hunger no more. The woman who is childless gives birth to seven, but the woman with many sons pines away. The Lord brings death and gives life. He sends some down to Sheol, and he raises others up. The Lord brings poverty and gives wealth. He humbles, he exalts. He raises the poor from the dust. He lifts the needy from the trash heap. He seats them on seats them with noble men. He gives them a throne of honor. For the foundations of the earth are the Lord's. He has set the world on them. He guards the steps of his faithful ones. But the wicked perish perish in darkness. For a person does not prevail by his own strength. So the feeble the feeble means weak but they are clothed with strength they are clothed with strength and he brings death to where it's necessary and we all you know we're like well why death why death when the time is time there's a time for everything there is absolutely a time for everything um, you know, and also, oh, hold on, I'll turn to my page, you guys. Um, it's, you know, and it says starving will hunger no more. You know, that hunger can be spiritually, physically, um, and I look at the starving part of this, you know, I know that there are people in this world 
that are, you know, literally starving physically. But there are so many that are also spiritually starving. And you're like, how are you supposed to be fed? Are you... That, that's why when we cry out on Him and we rely on Him and we ask Him for clarity and we ask Him for, you know, direction in the ways that we're supposed to go and we're in His Word and we study that and we worship with others. That's how we are spiritually fed. When we are spiritually fed, we can then in turn help others be spiritually fed and even physically fed. Um, you know, and He brings poverty to wealth. And, you know, wealth, a lot of people look at as a money value. Money's not everything. Um, Because sometimes poverty is, well, it sucks, you guys. Um, But poverty to wealth, it could be where the wealth is needed. And I don't mean where the money is needed. I'm talking where the physical needs are needed or where the mental needs are needed, where the spiritual needs are taken care of. All of those things can be a way of poverty turned to wealth because poverty, you know, we look at it as like it's it's hard, it's bad, and it is, it is. I'm not saying that just because we look at it that way that it's not that way. It is. But in a way, we as believers or potential believers or soon to be or or as humans, our minds and our bodies can be in a poverty of its own. Uh, and, you know, let's hold on, you guys. I'm going to read you a definition of poverty, okay? It's the state of being extremely poor. Well, in this scripture, the poor will be pulled from the dust and the needy from the trash pile. So it says we will be lifted. We will rise from those things. Um, But, oh, this poverty, it's sticking to me, you guys. Um... (laughs) It does say extremely poor. And I understand we have that in our world. But we have that in our minds and our bodies. We do. I I don't know how to explain it. But we have poverty. Like we're extreme. We can be extremely poor in our own minds and our own bodies. It's like poverty is another word for, for depression. Or for starving. Or... Oh, we have poverty in our bodies and that poverty can be brought to wealth, but it has to be the wealth through Jesus (laughs) because nobody else can bring that kind of wealth to our lives but him. So when we feel down in the dumps, like we have nothing left, we have no energy left. That no energy, that no love that we think we have. That is a poor, that is a poverty. But he rises us up from that poverty. He rises us up from the poor, from the dust. He pulls us out of the trash pile. He rises us up (laughs) 
He rises us up to the wealth that we need. Wealth is not always about money. It's as simple as about love and about life and about those that mean the world to us. Oh. Oh, I don't know if I warned you, but I'm a crybaby sometimes, you guys. <laughs> but that's that's where it is. Because he has his own riches and glories, and he shares those with us from poverty, from the poor, from the trash pile. We're not trash. We might feel like we're trash, but he's going to rise us up from that trash. When we feel like we're stuck in the poverty, he's going to give us the wealth that we need. Rather, it's a better mental health. Rather, it's a better financial coverage. Rather, it's rather it's just simply to feel loved. Love. Put love in the place of money when you feel like you have a very low amount of love. He's going to put you in the wealth of love. He's going to put you in the wealth of provision. He's going to put you in the wealth. Oh, you guys, he's going to rise us up in the wealth that we need. It's not always money. I promise you he will put you in the wealth that you need. Not necessarily the wealth that you want, but he will put you in the wealth that you need. In Isaiah 46, 3 and 4. Listen to me, house of Jacob, all the remnant from the house of Israel, who have been sustained from the womb, carried along since birth. I will bear the same until your old age, and I will bear you up when you turn gray. I have made you, and I will carry you. I will bear and rescue you. So in Isaiah, he says, listen, I have sustained you since birth I have known you since birth God did not change God does not change we are the one who changes and if you don't like where you are only you and him that is between you and him to change where you are if you don't like where you are because he will carry you and if you feel old hey we all feel old sometimes but look you are not too old to be used you are not too old to be carried you are not too old to be embraced you are not too old to be strengthened and supported guys the word sustain means strengthen or support physically or mentally so let me tell you how faithful my god is not only does he sustain us in strength and support when it comes to physical stuff and mental stuff, but he does it spiritually. He carries us. He rescues us. He gives us the support that we need physically. Physically, you know, you go to the doctor and you've got an issue and he's like, okay, I'm putting my faith in God. I've prayed about it. It's in his hands. It's covered. And the next time it's time for a scan, whatever the issue, it may have gotten smaller or it may have completely went away. 
mentally. You know, some people fight with self-harm. Some people fight with anxiety of they're anxious over every little thing. And they don't need to be because, <laughs> because our faithful God sustains us. He strengthens us. He supports us. So when he comes in and he sustains us physically and he sustains us mentally, <laughs> he can sustain us spiritually. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, um, and I, I want to tell you about an experience that I had uh, probably about a month and a half ago now. A friend of mine told me I was going to speak at a service. And I was like, oh, hold on now. I hadn't done that in a long time. Um, and that night I couldn't sleep. And when I can't sleep, I listen to instrumental hymns. <laughs> Oh, and the songs came on. What a friend we have in Jesus. And love lifted me that night, you guys. (laughs) I felt, I felt my heart supported. I felt my heart sustained. I felt it held. I felt it embraced. And the easiest way to explain this is if you've ever been embraced by someone that you care about and it just kind of de-stresses you and you feel it physically, I felt that with my heart. So he can sustain us, you guys. He strengthen us no matter whether we're young, old, in between, losing our minds, stress. He sustains us. Oh, I wish I could actually explain how it felt that night on my heart. But he can hold your heart. He can hold your mind. He can hold your body. He can, I promise you. He really can. Um, which brings us down to Isaiah 41.10. Most of you probably know this one. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will hold you with my righteous right hand. Guys, in one scripture, in one verse, he tells us, do not fear. Twice. Two times. In one verse, he tells us, do not fear. Because I know that the things in this world, they make us fear. They make us worry. But he gives us strength. He guides us. He holds us. So do not fear. Because during during your rise time in this life of recipe, you are learning strength. You are learning knowledge. You are learning to rely on him. You are learning to ask for the clarification that you need. You are learning to ask for the direction that you need. You are learning to do all the things that you need to do so you can rise in this recipe of life. So don't, don't fear. I know that's hard. I know that it is. But he's got you covered. He's got you covered. He will sustain you. Oh, I love you guys. I love you guys. Um, so our next scripture, I'm down to four, 
four verses yes four verses i had to check you guys sometimes i get carried away when he woo i'm telling you but i wouldn't have it any other way because sometimes i need him to get a hold of me as much as he as i gotta share a message i call it a tail whooping from god and that's what i need every now and then sometimes more than that psalms 18 one to three i love you lord my strength the lord is my rock my fortress my deliverer my god my rock where i seek refuge my shield and the horn of my salvation my stronghold i called the lord who is worthy of praise i was saved from my enemies he's your rock he's your shelter your deliverer your refuge your shield your salvation your stronghold when when you feel that you have no one to cover you no one to hold you God is your shelter when you need a refuge, somewhere to be saved, He is your refuge and your salvation. When you need something to hold on to, He is your stronghold. He is your deliverer. He can deliver you from addiction. He can deliver you from stress. He can deliver you from the poverty to put you in the wealth that you need. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. He will. You know, and this stronghold takes me back to Isaiah 41.10. Because it says that I will hold you with my righteous right hand. His hand never moved. If you feel that he moved, he didn't. You did. His righteous right hand is there to give you strength and to sustain you and to give you shelter and to be your deliverer and to save you from your enemies. Did you let go? It's still, that hand is still there. Take it back. Take that hand back and don't let go. Oh gosh. He gives you strength. He sustains you. Don't, don't let go of that right hand. Don't let go. And you know what? He's such a strong God that if you want to grab that right hand with both of your hands, go ahead. Grab it with both of them and hold on to your faith and let him know what you need. And and when I say need, I'm talking about a need. I'm not talking about a want. You need a roof over your head. He might provide. He's going to provide that. But you want a, a fancy bougie one? Hey, you might be out of luck, sis. Go ahead and just. Take the roof over your head that he has given you. You need clothes on your back? Tell him, Lord, I, I need you to help me figure out how I'm supposed to have clothes on my back. Like, help me, help me do that. Because he will open the doors that you need opened. But you've got to remember to leave those doors locked that you don't need opened. That you don't want to reopen. Remember to keep those locked. But let God open those doors because there's some doors that are open in your life that ain't meant to be opened at all i got one more verse 
And it is Psalms 18, verses 48. Hmm. He frees me from my enemies. You exalt me above my adversaries. You rescue me from violent men. That that explains itself. He frees me. He frees you. He frees your neighbor. He rescues me. He rescues you. He rescues your neighbors. Who's your neighbors? It could be the people you work with, the people you go to church with. It does not have to be your physical, physical neighbor. So, when you feel that you can't be risen any higher, that you can't be risen enough to reach somebody in your family, call out to God. Hey, Lord, I feel like I've done everything I can and it's not working. Be an intercessor. He, <laughs> uh, he's tearing me up on that one. <sighs> okay, okay. Be an intercessor. You know, you may feel that you're rescued from your enemies, but there's someone on your mind that you can't seem to get off your mind. You can't, you don't know how to help them be brought out of the poverty or the poor or the dust or the trash pile or they think they're too old. That's where you come back to Psalms 34, 17 and 18. He hears your cries. When you cry out in faith, Many things can happen. What feels crushed can be uncrushed. So whether it's your life, someone else's life, and you feel that they're currently stuck in their cook time and they're not coming out to their rise time, be that intercessor for them because as humans, we're tempted. We are. We go through things. And you may be someone else's way out. Now that doesn't mean go out and help every single person you come into contact with. Or every single person you talk to. You have to listen. And if you can't hear him, ask him to open your ears and to open your heart. Because he will open those ears so you know who you are supposed to help. Who you are supposed to stand in place of as an intercessor. So he will help you with those things. And he will sustain you. He will sustain you. He will give you strength and support. And he will shelter you. And he will give you guidance with that righteous right hand of his. I'm telling you, hang on to both of those hands. Hang on with both hands. And don't let them go. Because he'll help you with that. I'm gonna I'm gonna obey and call the rice time of this recipe done. Um, I will, you know. There's still 
there's still about three more for this series, you guys. Um, but I want you to remember that with this recipe of life that God has kind of given me to go over with you guys and to talk about, you may feel, all right, you know, I've, I've, I made this first bread of life. I, I'm done. But you're not done. You will go through the prep time many times. You will go through the cook time many times. The preparation time many times. The next one we're going to talk about the yielding. You know, um, the yielding is kind of what the recipe makes. You know, when you make a load of bread, a loaf of bread, um, it says, oh, it's going to yield four servings or six servings or whatever it may be. Um, but I think we're going to look at what ours yield just a little bit differently. Um, uh, yeah, that is the next one. Um, I now have an email set up for this podcast you guys it is life with 1720 at gmail.com um there are no um symbols it is all spelled out l-i-f-e-w-i-t-h 1720 at gmail.com um if you have questions or you would like me to send you a mustard seed, whether it's in a resin bottle or a glass bottle or whatever it may be, um, please feel free to contact my email. Um, but I love you guys. The Lord loves you. Um, and I hope you have a blessed week. And I will talk to you guys later and we'll talk about yielding. Yielding.